Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book 4, The Black Castle by E.M. Clark, read by Lexi. Chapter 4, To the Caves. The sleuths loaded up the lucky star with provisions. They didn't need too much with them this time, as they would be boarding the Golden Ram soon. Red Port's on our way up to meet Captain Jet, isn't it? asked Sally. Yes, confirmed Sam. Why? Well, why don't we go and ask Old Pete if he knows anything? Sally suggested. Old Pete was their ancient sailor friend, and he had more knowledge of Sandlandia than anyone else they knew. Great idea, said Zav. We'll stop off quickly and ask him if he's heard of this black rock or anything else which might be helpful. Once again, Sam and Zav bent to the oars and the sleuths rowed across to the port. They found Pete in his usual position on the dock, sitting with his fishing nets spread across his knees, staring out at the tranquil sea. He smiled as he saw them. Me hearties, long time no see. Come for more help with your sleuthing? Yes, of course, the children grinned. Do you know of a black castle, Pete? Sam asked. The ancient sailor looked thoughtful. Why, yes, I have, as a matter of fact, he said slowly. I heard tales from way back. A black castle built on an island near a cliff a long time ago. That's what we thought, said Milo. We are on the right track. I heard tell there were lots of caves on the shore by this old black castle, continued Pete, carved out of the rock by Mother Ocean herself. Rumour had it. There was a passage to the castle on its island from one of them caves. A passage under the sea? asked Sophie. Yeah, it went direct to the island. It was an escape route, so the stories go, though it's not been mentioned for many years now. An evil place, though. Bad energy. And he shook his head vigorously, as if ridding himself of this sense of evil. The sleuths looked at one another. Seem to recall there were a lot of black vultures around to keep people away, old Pete continued thoughtfully. Never been there myself, mine, but I have heard. And at this, the old man leaned forward and spoke in a hushed voice, as if revealing a great secret. That the Black Cross gang are connected to it. It was rumoured to be their base of operations. The sleuths were silent as they absorbed this information. A place of evil, the ancient mariner repeated, shaking his head. Stay away from there, young'uns, if you know what's good for you. He looked at them appraisingly, a twinkle in his faded blue eyes. Mind, I don't know whether you ever did what was good for you saying that. So if you do find yourselves in that neck of the woods, be on your guard and watch out for your birds he added, with a warning gesture at Demaria, who was fluttering on Sophie's shoulder. Something's afoot there that I don't like. Bad place for the magic of Flambeau. Very bad. The girls gulped, but they nodded their understanding. Thank you, Pete, said Sam, shaking the old sailor's hand. I'll join you on that fishing trip soon. You do that, smiled Pete, and the sleuths all gave him a smart sailor's salute before dashing off back to the lucky star. As they left, they heard Pete singing a song of his youth, gazing out onto the clear blue water, 
remembering a time and place long gone. The sleuths waited until they were seated in the lucky star again and spoke in low voices. It has to be the same place, said Sam. You know we don't believe in coincidences. And if there's a passage from the castle to a cave, like old Pete said, that could be a secret way in, said Zav. And if we can find it, we would definitely have the element of surprise, added Milo. Caves, though, said Sophie, shivering slightly. How will we be able to find the secret passage? They'll be pitch black. I've got a portable illuminator, said Zav, and so does Ellie and Milo. Pa gave them to us. We can use them to explore the caves. Portable illuminators were lights that you could take with you. They ran off a power pack and were yet another clever invention Professor Sinclair had perfected. Without further ado, the sleuths rowed off up the coast to meet Captain Jet at the hurricane hole. As much as they loved their little rowboat, it just wasn't seaworthy enough to travel the distance they needed. They tied it up by the hurricane hole and boarded the golden ram, Anna chirping happily to be reunited with Zelly. As they sailed north, the sleuths filled Captain Jet in on everything they had discovered so far. This is progress indeed, he declared. Well done. Now, I think we'll anchor in the cove before the castle so we're not spotted, and then walk across to explore the caves. We'll need to be careful about the sea. At high tide, the caves will be dangerous. Many caves become blocked when the tide rises, and it can mean waiting for hours to get back out again. We could use the parrots to check the way is clear, said Sophie. Though we'll need to be careful, said Zelly cautiously. Old Pete seems to think this is a dangerous time for the parrots of Flambeau. Well, from what I remember about this area, said Captain Jet, there's a lot of cover, what with all the coconut palms, so we shouldn't be seen easily. Hector, he said to his cabin boy, bring some lime juice for us all. When Hector reappeared and handed everyone a tankard of juice, Zelly was struck by the fact that he didn't look like the other sailors. It wasn't a physical difference. He wore the same rough clothes and knew the ship like the back of his hand. There was just something about him that was different. Zelly almost felt that he reminded her of someone, but she couldn't quite pinpoint who it was. There's some mystery about him, she mused as she drank her lime juice but she soon forgot all about it as they drew nearer to their destination. They had passed the Lagoon of Amora and soon entered a large bay. We're here, said the captain, giving the order for the anchor to be dropped. This bay ends in black cliffs, look, cried Milo excitedly, training his eyeglass on the cliffs which reared up from the waves ahead of them. So, we think the castle must be in the next bay, right? asked Sam. Yes, confirmed the captain. If it's a fortified island, there'll be no other safe way to rescue the Professor and Albie, except through the caves and this secret passage. Oh, it'll be a fortified island, all right, said Zav grimly. Count Zuto would leave nothing to chance if he really has taken Pa captive, and he'll have been planning this for a long time. We also know from Molly Malone that he could have an army of sailors at his command, added Sophie, so a secret approach is the only way. The captain looked a little worried. We need to hide the ship, he said. If for any reason Count Zudo is not on this island, they'll see it if they sail nearby. Curly, he commanded his first mate, sail the ship up this river and take depth soundings. Get up as far as you can and then take down the sails and make anchor. If it's too shallow to sail far, then use palm leaves to drape around the boat. Zelly, 
The captain turned to her. Please give Curly some of the magic fog in case a boat does come close. He turned back to his first mate. You know how to use it, Curly. Aye, aye, captain, said Curly Donlan, the first mate, saluting smartly. And another thing, Captain Jack continued. It'll be dark before we get back, so station a man on the top mast and another with a portable illuminator on the shore. We will signal when we're ready to be picked up. Leave Hector on the beach and he can relay the signal to you so you can come out to get us. We'll flash the light three times, wait for a minute and flash it three times again. Aye, aye, Captain, responded Curly and Hector promptly and the sailors set to work following Captain Jet's orders. The crew launched the Golden Ram's jolly boat with the sleuths in it and they rowed up the bay until they came to the cape. They rowed ashore and pulled the boat up onto the beach. There was a low wall of sand and seaweed at the high water mark and they pulled the boat over it so they couldn't be seen from the sea. Sam, go and sweep the sand to clear our tracks, instructed Captain Jet. Hector, move along towards the mouth of the river and stay off the beach. You have your eyeglass so keep your eyes peeled. If you need us, send a torpedo. Hector nodded and walked the opposite way while the sleuths made their way on foot round to the next bay. Anna and Damaria the parrots were flying ahead as lookouts and the many palm trees gave them cover. No talking, said Captain Jet. You all know how sound carries. We're just about to go round the headland and into the next bay. Stay on high alert, everyone. And, moving slowly and silently, the sleuths neared ever closer to the Black Castle. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Chapter 5, Bin Men. Want to read along? Super Sleuths Book 4, The Black Castle, is available now on Kindle. Enjoyed today's chapter? Rate our podcast and leave a message telling us who your favourite character is. See you next time!